Hi, this is Mark Lewandowski. Today we're going to talk about something that's very important to me. The reason it's so important to me is over the last 21 years, I've had the great opportunity to hire, train, and work with some of the brightest young professional talent in the United States. I'm in the healthcare industry sector, and for 21 years, I've been hiring young people fresh out of school or directly from another job that wasn't a perfect fit. And the reason I love young people is they've got so much energy, so much excitement, and they've got bright minds. They're sophisticated in their, in their intellect, but sometimes they have unsophisticated actions. It's one of those unsophisticated actions we're going to talk about today. Let's look in the past. In the past, you have, as an individual, maybe built some habits that are really hard to eliminate. Some of those habits, you're not even aware you have. It's one of those habits that becomes a problem that is the nature of why we're going to have today's podcast. What we're going to talk about today is a problem called overreach. And here's where it starts. It starts all the way back to college. Or maybe it's even to high school or your first great job. But it's a, it's a habit that's built on your desire to make other people happy. Let's take a look at a scenario. You know, I went to business school, and in business school, you've got a, a very traditional class environment. At the end of every semester, you stand up after reading a full case and doing all the analysis, and you make a presentation, maybe by yourself or with two or three of your cohort, and you stand up in front of the professor and you deliver all this analysis, this assessment of a case, and maybe you make strategic recommendations and you do all this work, and then comes the end. The question and answer period. That dreaded part at the end of every presentation that we worry, this is either going to make us or it's going to break us. Yeah, that's the problem. This is where the habit that has become an issue in the workforce today, this is where it all starts. So let's examine this. So I'm standing up in front of my professor. I'm finished with my presentation and I say, professor, do you have any questions? And of course, every great professor is now going to determine how great did you do in assessing the case by asking you a really tough question. Now, here's your, here's your two options that you've got. You either know the answer to the question and do a great job answering it, or you make up some kind of answer because you're unprepared. What is the risk? Well, let's say that at the end of your presentation, the professor is saying, hey, that's really a pretty good presentation. If they do a great job with answering this question, they're going to get an A+. If they do a terrible job, I'm going to drop them down to a B+. So therefore, what is your risk of screwing this up? You either, either swing for the fence and hit a home run and get an A+, or you strike out and get a B+. My friends... In my world, there are no B pluses. In my world, it's either an A plus or it's an F. That's it. There is no middle ground. And that's the problem I have today. A lot of the young talent that I, I get coming out of school, maybe it's people in their mid-20s or even in their late 20s, they're trying to figure out how to impress me by knowing the answer to every question. I don't expect you to know the answer to every question. I do hope you'll know quite a few, but if you don't know the answer, what is your next step? 
The problem we have in our modern workforce is the concept of overreach. Too many of my employees guess. What is overreaching? It's guessing instead of knowing. When you overreach, you're extending yourself beyond your normal and natural capabilities, beyond your normal and real knowledge, into an area of of absolutely out in the dark of space. You don't know the answer. You're making it up. I call that MSU, making shit up. I hate it when people do that, and I know it when it happens. Let me give you an example. Let's say that we're talking about our current server in the office, and we're trying to determine if it's scalable. And I turn to you and I say to you, is our current server scalable to support both our organic growth as well as our pending acquisition? You've got two choices. You can either say yes or no, or you can postpone the answer until you find more information. So here's the answer to our challenge. If we have a problem of overreach, the answer is simple, simply two things. Do not guess. State only what you know and can validate. Let's talk a little bit about that validation process. If you know something and you can, eval- you can validate it, you've got to know first, where is the validation from? You got that data from where? Where is the source of the data? Where did that data come from that you can rely upon? Because I'm going to ask you, where did you get your information? And you need to know where it was. Next, how relevant is the data? Is that data for our type of server? Is that data relevant for our type of needs? What if our server demands are much greater than the average? What if our server demands are much lighter or less than the average? So I need to know, where did you get the data? How relevant is the data? And next, how recent is the data? Did you get data from 2006 in which today's server scalability is much different than it was 10 years ago? Don't give me a great source and industry-specific without knowing what the recent data profile is. How recent was that data? Is it usable for today? Let's say that you have the courage to say to someone like me, I don't know, which incidentally might be an absolutely great answer. How do you pose that statement in a way that really satisfies my needs instead of makes me frustrated. What if you sense that I really need the information now, but you don't have accurate information? What do you do? Let me give you that answer. If I ask you this question like, how many additional users can our current server support without capital expenditures? If you don't know the answer to that question, here's what you do. You're going to use a little technique that... I have developed over the last 20 years, and that is the four components of delegation. And in a future podcast, we're going to talk deeply about delegation. But right now, I want you to know that if you're going to delegate actions to yourself, here are the things you need. Four items, accountability, action, detail, and time. Who's accountable for finding out the information? What exactly is the action they're going to do? 
What's the detail they're going to find out and when is it due? So for example, I say to you, how many additional users can our current server support without capital expenditures? If you don't know, here's the perfect answer. You say to me, Mark, I don't know the exact number of users, but I will find out the exact number of users and the ability for us to scale without capital expenditures by four o'clock today. I just gave you an example of a statement that delegates actions to me, to myself. It's accountability, action, detail, and time. It gives the listener the idea that I know exactly who's going to get the information, what are they going to do, what's the detail of the information, and when is it due. That is exactly how you handle a demanding request by a supervisor. Accountability, action, detail, and time. And if you leave any of those out, you've missed it. Like, for example, you could say, I'm going to find out how many additional users we could have to our server and what is our scalability. But you may have noticed I just left out time. The listener now no longer knows when will you have that done and when can they rely upon that information. You've got to include all four pieces, accountability, action, detail, and time in order to have a very good answer for your supervisor. Before we wrap up today, I'm going to tell you about a little bonus, a little something you should know that will really help you. See, most people have what we call tells. A tell is a subtle and unconscious change in your voice, your eyes, or your vocal pace that lets me know that you're uncomfortable or that you're, that's right, overreaching. When you've got a tell, I know that you're uncomfortable. Let me give you an example. Years ago, about 20 years ago, I hired this super smart guy named David. Oh my goodness, was David bright. He looked great. He was super sharp, dressed like a million dollars, had the finest degree, worked really hard, but David had a tell. And the tell was a change in his pitch whenever he was lying or uncomfortable with what he was saying. I first examined it when I would take David with me to go out and see a client. And a client would ask for a piece of data or a report or a solution from us. And David would all of a sudden drop his voice down really low like this and start talking. And I learned that whenever David was lying or whenever he was super uncomfortable, he would drop his voice. It was his tell. You know, and that was okay. I never told David that he had a tell. I never let him know what it was that I saw in him that let me know he was uncomfortable overreaching or lying. And then he started coming into my office and doing it to me. I would ask David a question and his voice would drop immediately, letting me know he was uncomfortable or overreaching. That tell and lying to me was the beginning of his demise and the beginning of the separation between our company and David as an employee. Do not establish tells, because tells are an indication of overreach and lying. What you should do is establish the fact that you know how to satisfy your current employer or your supervisor by using accountability, action, detail, and time to make sure that the supervisor knows that you're stating only 
what you know for sure and what you can validate. I say to my employees all the time, and especially now on their first day, I bring them in and I sit them down. I say, let me tell you, it's very common that you'll bring things from college into the workforce here. But what I don't want you to bring in is don't ever guess. Don't ever guess with me. Tell me what you know. And if you don't know, go find out and come back. See, in my world, like I said before, there are no B pluses. There are either A's or F's and nothing in between. If you're going to work with me, give me A-level work. Don't ever lie to me because that's an F. And that level of failure means that we can no longer work together. I hope that this podcast has been very helpful for you. It is one of the things I see as the most important thing for young professionals in today's workforce to grasp. Do not overreach. This is Mark Lewandowski thanking you for spending time with me today. And remember, some is not a number, soon is not a time, and luck is not a strategy.